You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, a show about discovering strengths and solving problems. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of Heather Solves Everything. This is the show where we discover your unique strengths so that you can solve the big problems of life. I'm Heather, and this is my show. You can call me Healthy Heather because I'm a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach. That means that I work with people to help them live healthy, balanced lives. And I especially love to work with women just like me, high-energy, high-achieving goal-getters who want to do all of the things, but who know that living in balance is the real path to happiness. But balance doesn't have to mean accepting less It doesn't have to mean lowering our standards. This show is not about how to change who we are, but how to learn who we are, how to channel the amazing energy that we all have, and to discover strengths that will help us live in balance with ourselves. I created this show for you and for me, because balanced living is something that I have to show up for every day. And I'm excited to share this topic with you today. It's just me in here today. And I've got three things that I want to tell you about. So let's get into it. Okay, now it's true. I am a health coach. And if you have ever interacted with literally anyone who works in health coaching or motivational work, I am sure that they have told you that you've got to know your why. You've got to know your why if you want to make changes in your life. We are super obnoxious about it, and I know it. But we say it because it's true. Today, I want to share with you some ideas for discovering not just your why, but your how and your when also, okay? So here's the first part of today's show, how to discover your why so that you can finally answer that question when some annoying coachy person like me asks you if you know your why. My morning running group has made it a habit to take a picture after we reach the end of our workout. And we call it the shoe picture. We put our toe, the toes of our sneakers together in a circle and then somebody takes a picture and then it's official. <laughs> like we're done, yay, we did it. We can begin the day being all of the things, moms, teachers, nurses, budget analysts, computer programmers, writers. Naturally, within minutes after our run, the picture is posted online and everyone gets tagged. And somebody who wasn't there will say, I don't know how you people get up and do that so early in the morning. It happens like that every time. One day I was reading the responses to that inevitable comment and I realized that what I was reading was not as much an explanation of how we get up so early to go running, but why. I mean, the how is pretty simple. The alarm rings. We have a period of negotiation with ourselves. We get out of bed. We put on our exercise clothes. We go to run. I said the process is simple, not easy. What moves the process from not going to happen to I'll be there is not in the how, but it's in the why. For me, it's the social element of my day. I not only get a workout done, but I get to hang out with some of the people that make me laugh harder than anyone else. I get to have free therapy from my friends and I get to be involved with something that brings me energy for the rest of my day. I mean, that's, that's a pretty strong why for me. So the why, of course, is your motivation. 
when coaches ask what your why is, we're just trying to find out what motivates you. And it doesn't matter what your goal is. If your motivation is not coming from a place of desire, if it's not something that you want bad enough to get out of bed, a nice, warm, cozy bed, then it's not likely to last long. Now, most things worth having take work to get, and the people who pursue those types of things do it because they've decided that the benefit outweighs the hassle. When push comes to shove, there's an internal dialogue that convinces them to lace up and get out there, whatever lace up means for you. There's a mental switch that gets flipped. There's something that moves your hand away from the chips and towards the bottle of water. There's something that speaks up and makes it easier to turn down that last minute invitation when you're planning to stay in and veg out. And the thing is the answer to the question, why? Why are you going through all of this work in the first place? What is it that you want? The answer is different for everyone, but there's some definite trends, especially when it comes to healthy lifestyle stuff, like having a longer life, reducing your stress, getting off of expensive medications, avoiding surgery. Increasing energy is one that I hear almost every day. And if your motivation is just to fit back in your jeans and feel better when you look at your pictures from vacation, that's okay too. It doesn't have to be anything super deep and meaningful. It doesn't have to make a difference to anybody but you. Anything that gets you up and moving is enough. The more motivation you can get, the better. For me, my why is a combination of practicality and self-preservation. Now, all the things I listed before, definitely part of it. I'm a busy person and I don't get to spend a lot of time with friends if I don't plan it. And that's just a perfect way to get friend time in while also exercising. I also know from experience that if I don't exercise first thing in the morning, I'm going to run out of time and run out of energy. It just will not happen. I have tried it and I don't follow through after work is done. When I plan my meals and I eat healthfully, I feel my best. I get work done. But when I skip it, I get grumpy. I get disorganized and nobody enjoys that. Trust me. Sticking to my routine is also a strategy for me. It helps me manage the conflicts that I have in my life, especially managing having an eating disorder. It's important to me because I've worked hard to establish healthy routines, and I do not want to go through that again. And so when that alarm goes off in the morning or it's time for me to get organized for the week ahead, it's not a matter of how. It's reminding myself why. And sometimes I have to remind myself more than once. So those reasons need to be really powerful. And that's the key. The reasons have to be powerful enough to move you. There are plenty of logical reasons to do the things that we know are good for us. But there might be only one or two that actually get you up off the couch and inspire you to do something. And luckily, that's all that you need. So how do you figure out what it all is? Here's an idea. The next time that you are standing at a crossroads for your health, listen to that internal dialogue that takes place when you negotiate with yourself. 
Take a step back from yourself and just be the observer of your thoughts. Watch as your different priorities have their debate and pay attention to which one wins. And when it does, make a note of the prevailing reason. And there you have it, your true motivation. What you choose in that moment is your priority. And having that priority met is a stronger motivation than anything else you were trying to make yourself do. And that's okay. It's helpful to know. Now, if the healthy choice was the winner, then yeah, you are connected to a strong motivator or you have experienced the consequences enough times to know what's best for you. But if other interests prevailed, be honest with yourself about why. There are times when other priorities take precedence over your health or your fitness goals. And, you know, that's okay. Sometimes we don't take action because the goal has actually been set for us by someone else and we resent it. So we rebel by not taking action. It's important to know these things because that type of awareness can relieve you from feeling like a failure when you don't reach the goal that you didn't even set. Instead, negotiate new terms and make the goal something that you actually care about. The truth is, sometimes we're not motivated to change until things have gotten so bad that the pain of change is less than the pain of staying the same. Sometimes we were more motivated by avoiding an unsavory consequence than by the promise of something being better, and that's okay too. Your motivation is not up for judgment or evaluation. No one even has to know what it is. But I want you to connect with your why. Pay attention to the decision process that you have internally. Pay attention to that conversation between your competing priorities and pay attention to which one wins and then decide how you feel about the outcome. And when you start noticing which priorities take precedence, you'll start to, to have a better understanding of what your why really is. So connect with it this week. When you identify it, put a picture of it on the fridge or on your computer screen. Tape it to the TV. Make it the ringtone of your phone. Do whatever it takes to stay connected to it. Because once you're connected with the why... The how becomes obvious. But in case it's not obvious, I'm going to teach you how to get to the how also. When we come back from this short break, I've got some ideas for how you can take your why and turn it into action. So stay with me. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. I'm so glad you're here and I'll be right back. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying today's show, come on over to Facebook and Instagram. That's where I post all of the extra stuff, and I'd love to connect with you there. Don't go anywhere. The conversation continues right now. Hey, guys. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. Welcome back. This is Heather. It's just me today. I don't have a guest. It's just me and you. And we're talking about your why. Finding your why and finding your how and finding your when. I was 
talking earlier about how to discover your why, you know, what the real motivation is for the things that you want, you know, like you, we all identify an outcome that we want to experience and, and then we have to figure out a way to get it right. But before we can start making that plan, we've got to know why we're even doing it, you know, why this is important. Why is this something worth putting a lot of energy into? Why is this something worth saying no to other things in order to have or to experience or to achieve? And so I, I really want you to pay attention to your internal dialogue and pay attention to which priorities win in that argument that happens or in that negotiation that happens at 5 a.m. when the alarm goes off and it's time to get up and work out. And you start having that conversation with yourself. Whether you get up or you stay in bed, I'm curious to know why. And once we know why, it seems logical that the next step would be getting to work, right? You got to make a plan. You got to figure out how to do it. And this is where I see a lot of my clients stumble because we want to do all of the things, you know, like we can see all of the opportunities and we figure, okay, well, if, if one thing is, is good, then more is better, right? And I'm not, I'm not surprised when this happens because my clients are usually women who know full well that they can do absolutely anything that they set their minds to. And they're certainly not afraid to roll up their sleeves and get to work. But that's not how this works. Imagine if you would, if the lottery office called you up and said, congratulations, you are one of the winners of the jackpot. You get to share $15 million with three other people. And then imagine saying, oh, no, thanks. I don't really want it if I can't have the whole thing. Imagine a friend bringing a cake to a party and cutting slices for everyone and she hands one to you and you say, "Mm, no, it's not worth it if I can't have all of the cake. Imagine arriving at the movies and being confused when your friend buys a ticket for just one movie and saying, what's the point if you don't get to see all of them? These scenarios sound silly, don't they? We would never imagine turning down our share of $15 million just because we couldn't have all of it. We would be thrilled with our share of the jackpot. We would love a piece of cake, and we would certainly not expect to watch every movie shown in a single day. But this kind of all-or-nothing thinking is exactly what we use when we think we can't get started on our health goals until we can have the whole thing. This is the type of thinking that we use when we hold back from getting started because we're not able to do everything at once. Or when we refuse to try one thing because it's not going to lead to all of the outcomes that we want. In a recent conversation with a client, we discussed opportunities that she had for exercise during the week. And like a lot of us, she's got a lot going on. So it was legitimately difficult to find a time of the day that would be consistently available for her to exercise. And after a bit of discussion, she said, it's just not in the cards for me right now. 
If she couldn't have the best case scenario for exercise, which for her was an hour of uninterrupted time to walk, then it was just off the table. Like it was not going to happen. She wasn't willing to take her share of $15 million. She wanted the whole thing or she wasn't even going to show up. We've all been in this type of situation in one way or another. As a chronic procrastinator myself, I have often been very certain that the perfect time to get to work on something complicated is after I have rearranged the cups in the kitchen, I've folded all the laundry, I've checked the expiration dates on everything in the pantry. After all, I can't focus until my work is able to have 100% of my attention, right? But a portion of the winning lottery ticket is better than nothing. One piece of cake is completely fine. One movie is exactly what you would expect. And getting started on a project, even when you know you're not going to have all of the results immediately, is how you get stuff done. I ask my client, well, which would be better, a week when you got to walk two or three times or a week when you walked zero times? And she replied, like I thought she might, a few walks would be better than none. And so she set a goal to walk at least two times during the week, which made her feel a lot better about the progress that she was making. Yes, it means that you're going to have a slower, more gradual path to success. And you know what? That's better. When you see commercials with an asterisk and it says results not typical, it's because what we see most people saying they did is not typical for a reason. It's because those all or nothing types of plans leave you because you can't have it all with nothing. So which would be better for you this week? You've got your why. You know why this is important. You know what it is that you want to achieve. And figuring out the how can be overwhelming and trying to decide where to start. And so I ask, is it better to have one step towards a more balanced and vibrant life or zero steps? I challenge you to look for the opportunities where you can take one step. And I'm going to make it even easier. I want you to take the step that is the easiest. I know you love a challenge. I know you want to prove yourself. I know how it feels when you've accomplished something really challenging. I get that. But for this, I want you to choose the easiest step. Just get moving. You already know about the power of small actions to make big changes. So test the theory. And then make a mental note about which steps you took and which ones you liked the best. Notice the good things you're doing for yourself. Celebrating how even a little bit of something can make you feel great. You don't have to have all of it. You might discover that when you begin to see opportunities to squeeze in some of what you want, you might realize you don't have to have it all. You just want to have some of it in your life right now. You're worth the big steps and you're worth the small steps. You don't have to wait to feel great. You know what you want. You know why you want it. And now you know how to get started with one step towards the goal. Take the easiest one, the one that sounds like the most fun, the one that you're most curious about. 
you might find out that you actually already have it all. Guys, we're getting closer to step three. When we come back from the break, I've got something that you already know. I'm just going to remind you of how clever you are. And we're going to pull it back out. We're going to dust it off, wipe off the cobwebs, and put it back to work. So stay with me. I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying today's show, come on over to Facebook and Instagram. That's where I post all of the extra stuff, and I'd love to connect with you there. Don't go anywhere. The conversation continues right now. Welcome back. Saved my favorite song for last. This song just makes me feel like I'm walking on the sidewalk in the sunshine. You're listening to Heather Sells Everything and just me and you today. We're talking about finding your why, your how, and your when for whatever you want to do, whatever's been on your mind. Whatever you're thinking, like, when it's finally summer, I'm going to do this. When I'm finally done with this thing, I can finally start on this other thing. Like, whatever that is, we're talking about how to figure out how to connect to your motivation, how to figure out how to get going. And now we're going to talk about when. We've covered how to find your why by listening to and believing yourself when you negotiate between your priorities. What you hear in those negotiations when you finally settle on a winner is your why. But you don't have to take that literally. Unpack what you hear. Explore beyond the surface level of what you chose. Are you choosing what's the easiest? Are you choosing what benefits the most people? Are you choosing what causes the least disruption? The answers to those questions can reveal what you are truly prioritizing and sometimes why you don't take action on something that you want to or you know that you should. And then we talked about how by taking one step, the easiest and most interesting one, towards your goal, even knowing that it means you won't necessarily be able to have all of the rewards at once and knowing that you don't have to do all of the things in order to make progress. So you can just let go of that all or nothing thinking and just start. And now we're going to figure out when. And I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. It's now. I've learned this one the hard way, and I'm sure that you have too. The perfect time to start is now, and there's really no negotiation about it. You can't convince me otherwise. It is always the right moment to do something positive for yourself. Now, I hate to negotiate. I am not going to haggle with you at a garage sale. I will just not buy whatever I think is overpriced, and I'm committed to compensating people fairly for what they do. I don't haggle. I'm not a negotiator, but I have definitely done my share of negotiating with myself 
to justify one decision on Saturday for the promise of a better decision on Sunday, right? I can have an extra piece of pizza now. I'll just get up and run tomorrow morning. Does that sound familiar? It's okay if I do this thing now because I'm going to do this other thing tomorrow. We start to negotiate our way out of that how, that taking that one step and to continue to make forward progress. How about, um, have you ever done this? I need to eat all of the cookies because tomorrow my diet starts. Or I'm going out for my last meal before I start Whole30 or keto or whatever 30-day thing you're starting. We've all been trapped by that all or nothing mentality. Convinced that if we can just have what we want right now, we will be happy to comply with the consequences later because we've got a plan. Except here's the thing, the next day, what you promised yourself might not happen. There is no such thing as a last meal. You might snooze the alarm too many times the next day. You might have circumstances that come up to make it impossible to hold on to that promise that you made to yourself. Healthy habits are a zero-sum game that starts new every day. You cannot carry points over. What you do for yourself today matters. And tomorrow is a whole new game. Stop bargaining with yourself and seize today with no expectations of tomorrow, knowing that you have every opportunity right now to take that first step and you don't have to negotiate it. You don't have to bargain it. And you don't have to promise yourself anything. You can make today healthy because you deserve to feel great today. And tomorrow you'll get a chance to do it again and again and again. There are going to be days that feel great. There are going to be days that don't. Don't worry about that. Give today your best effort and the goal will take care of itself. So this is just another twist on carpe diem. Seize the day. Celebrate the effort. Celebrate the victories along the way. I like to have a morning habit of writing down my intentions and make sure that they have a positive tone. And then in the evening, just reflecting, you know, whether you keep a formal journal or you just take some moments to reflect on the day. Sometimes I really like looking at my list of items that are crossed off and then making a fresh list for the next day. Acknowledging what went well, and what I want more of, and framing those goals as opportunities, not punishments for what did or didn't happen. When it comes to the when, there's always an opportunity to do something positive for yourself. So stop waiting. Stop bargaining with yourself. You've identified what you want, and you know why you want it. You've identified the path to get there one step at a time. So why wait? You can take that first step today. We see it a lot. I don't know whether Aristotle is actually the one to be credited with saying that we are what we repeatedly do. But it's pretty true. 
give yourself opportunities to succeed over and over and over and over. Keep taking that first step over and over and over. And before long, what you were challenging yourself to get started with will become your lifestyle. And you'll look back and wonder why you waited so long. Well, we did it, guys. We solved another problem with a little help from ourselves. Now, you can stay in touch with me and this show on Instagram. Just look for Heather Solves Everything. And if you have a problem to solve, you can visit me at heathersolveseverything.com and click on Solve My Problems, and we will solve your problems together. I'm so glad that you joined me for this special episode today, and I'm looking forward to hearing about your why, how, and when, knowing that you are enough of a reason why it's one step away and the time to start is now. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope that something great happens for you today. I'm Healthy Heather, and I'm always here to help you solve everything. To connect with Heather and find out more about today's show, just look for Heather Solves Everything on Facebook and Instagram. With a little help from your friends, you can solve everything, too.